0: Amen. Brother Hilton, come on. Amen. I love this young man dearly. And um, I I appreciate his walk with God. And I believe that we're going to hear the voice of the Lord tonight. I really do. Praise God. Hallelujah. Come right ahead, my brother. Take your liberty tonight. Preach to me. I want to hear the voice of God. God bless you. Praise the Lord, everybody. Praise the Lord, everybody. Are you glad to be in the presence of the Lord tonight? Hallelujah. He is worthy to be praised. Oh, I said, He's worthy to be praised. Hallelujah. He's been too good to me. Oh, why don't you just lift your hands up to Him tonight? Come on, let's do more than just lift our hands. Let's lift our voices. Oh, Lord, we worship you. We thank you for your blood, for your mercy, God, for truth. Lord, for your grace, God. Hallelujah, that sustains us. God, that's ever sufficient, God. Lord, that gives us strength, God. Come on, somebody, why don't you just magnify the Lord tonight? Hallelujah. 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 Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm anxious to see what the Lord has in store for this service tonight. Amen. I feel His presence in this service, don't you? Amen. Aren't you grateful that He is so gracious to extend to us the opportunity to be in His presence? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, we love you, Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. 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 While Peter was speaking, preaching to the family of Cornelius, Amen. The Bible says that the Holy Ghost fell on all them that heard the word. Amen. And they all received the gift of the Holy Ghost. Amen. They began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave the utterance. Amen. And then, it didn't stop there, Brother Goff. but when they spoke with other tongues and the Spirit filled them, just like he did in the book of Acts chapter 2 on the day of Pentecost, uh, they were also baptized in the name of the Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. I wonder if that could happen in this place tonight. I believe it can. Amen. If you have your Bibles, let's open them to Leviticus chapter 26. Just a few verses of scripture in your hearing tonight. Leviticus 26 and 3 through 12. Amen. When you have it say amen amen Leviticus 26 verse 3 says if you walk in my statutes and keep my commandments and do them everybody say do them them. then I will give you rain in due season (laughs) and the land shall yield her increase and the trees of the field shall yield their fruit and your threshing shall reach unto the vintage, and the vintage shall reach unto the sowing time. And ye shall eat your bread to the full, and dwell in the la- in your land safely. And I will give peace in your land, in the land. And ye shall lie down, and none shall make you afraid. And I will rid evil beasts out of the land. Neither shall the sword go through your land. And ye shall chase your enemies, and they shall fall before you by the sword. Amen. I want to just comment here before we continue reading. Amen. You can see that the Lord made tremendous, tangible promises to the people of God if they would do certain things, if they would keep his statutes, keep his commandments, and do them. Amen. Not just little Uh, abstract promises that you can kind of interpret in your way and in your way. But these were direct, connectable promises that God made to these people. I'm going to send rain in the due season. I'm going to make your crop. I'm going to make it grow. I'm going to make it produce what you need. You're going to have enough from the threshing to the next vintage. Amen. You're going to have enough from vintage. Amen. To the sowing time. You're going to have enough. You're going to have enough. You're going to have enough. I'm going to give you peace in the land. There's no enemies. Amen. Going to send their sword through your land. Amen. There's not even a beast going to enter into your land. Amen. What a promise from God. Hallelujah. Amen. And you will chase your enemies and they shall fall before you by the sword. And five of you shall chase an hundred. And an hundred of you shall put ten thousand to flight. And your enemies shall fall before you by the sword. And I will have respect unto you. Amen. And make you fruitful and multiply you. And establish my covenant with you. Amen. What tremendous promises. Amen. Verse 10. And ye shall eat old store. And bring forth the old because of the new. And I will set my tabernacle among you, and my soul shall not abhor you. And I will walk among you, and will be your God, and ye shall be my people. Amen. Why don't you lay down your Bibles right now. Just ask the Lord, amen, to meet with us in this place tonight. Jesus. Jesus tonight hallelujah why don't you thank the Lord for his presence one more time before you're seated hallelujah amen you can be seated amen as I mentioned the Lord went point by point Amen, with the Israelites, with the children of Israel, making promise upon promise. Amen. We're talking about a group of slaves. Uh, amen. Just forty years ago, where the Lord had had given them. Amen. They had become just. It, they had become basically the machines uh, of Egypt. They were the ones that were delivering for Egypt, that were producing fruit and and building infrastructure. Amen. For the nation of Egypt, uh, they knew exactly how hard it was. Amen. To dig a channel. Amen. From the Nile River to one of the great river from one of the great rivers. Uh, amen, into a low, amen, field so that water can run, amen, to that, to that produce. And, and the Lord said, I'm going to get rid of all that. I'm not going to require any of that from you. You're not going to become slaves in this promised land. You're going to become people of promise. You're going to be children of promise. hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen, you got to understand uh, back in those days, uh, amen. everything that they earned, uh, everything that they received uh, amen, was, at the, was the result uh, of hard and intense uh, labor. Amen, it came, Brother Goff, uh, at a great cost. Amen, at an individual level. Amen, if a slave wanted something to eat, uh, amen, they got the very last uh, of the measure. Amen, they never really, amen, got the best. It was always... Uh, Amen, the last pickings, uh, always uh, what was last at the table, perhaps even the crumbs uh, that fell at the foot of the table. Hallelujah. Amen, but the Lord saw to it that his people, amen, were served and that they had plenty. Amen, but in the promised land, uh, things were different. Uh, Amen, they they walked into vineyards uh, that they didn't plant. Uh, Amen, they walked into fields, uh, amen, that they didn't labor in. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I feel the Holy Ghost here tonight. Hallelujah. I believe the Lord wants to speak to us. Amen to me. Amen and to you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The Lord mentioned in his promise that he would have respect unto you, unto the people of Israel. He said he would make them fruitful. He would multiply them. And he would establish a covenant with them. Woo. I feel like the Lord is making the same promise in this place tonight. Amen. That God amen, will have respect unto this people. Amen. That God would multiply this people. And that God would establish a covenant. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen, the term respect, amen, is, is really not contradicting, amen, what Apostle Peter said in Acts chapter 10, verse 34 through 35. Bible says, then Peter opened his mouth and said, Of a truth I perceive that God is no respecter of persons. But he says in the next scripture, In every nation he that feareth him. And worketh righteousness is accepted with him. Hallelujah. He's saying really what Peter is, he's not, is not contradicting the promise of Of God. What Peter is doing is saying he doesn't, he's not concerned about your ethnic background. He's not concerned about where you come from, what you look like, what you sound like, what you smell like. He said, I'm going to make this available to everyone who would. Hallelujah. If you, the only requirement, the only qualification is if you do fear God. If you are a worker of righteousness, hallelujah, those are the ones who are accepted. Are accepted. This world preaches and teaches, amen, a message of, amen, us accepting Him as our personal Savior. That that is the only way that you can be saved. That we have a choice. That we as free willed individuals have the ability to say I accept you Lord as my personal Savior. Amen. But I don't find that scripture anywhere in his book. Amen. But what I do find are some qualifications that say if you want to be accepted you need to fear me. If you want to be accepted I need you uh, to do what's right I need you uh, amen to make decisions uh, out of your free will uh, not to accept me uh, amen but so that uh, you can be accepted hallelujah let's give the Lord some praise tonight hallelujah hallelujah Amen, in this context, the term respect uh, doesn't mean, uh, amen, what, what uh, P- Peter meant in Acts chapter 10. Amen, but the term means to turn to, or to turn toward, or from, or away. To turn and do. To turn, or to decline by turning. To turn toward, approach, to turn And look. Or simply to look. To look back. To look at. To look after. Or to look for. That's what the Lord meant when he said, I will have respect unto you. I am looking for a person. Somebody who... Has an interest. Hallelujah. I'm looking for someone. I'm looking unto you. Why why is he looking unto us? Verse 9 says, for I will have respect unto you. Or in other words, for I will look unto you. Verse 3 tells us, and we've already read it. If ye walk in my statutes and keep my commandments and do them. Let me tell you, it's not enough just to know Bible verses. It's not enough just to be able to quote John 3:16, "It's not enough for you, amen, just to have a relationship uh, via a proxy via your grandmother or some other family member that goes to church, but you yourself have to." Study His statutes. You yourself have to get a revelation of what those commandments are. And you yourself have to do them. You have to do them. Hallelujah. And then He will look unto you. Then He will multiply you. Then He will make you fruitful. Hallelujah. Then He'll establish His covenant with you. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen. The term vintage was also used in our reading tonight. And uh, this is where I want to kind of pick my title. Who is it that says the title is just a place to hang your hat? Yeah. Uh, Elder Sharer, Elder Hush Sherer. He said it's just a place to hang your hat and you can, and just a place to jump off from. You can use it and, uh, and that's about all this is worth. This is not divinely inspired or anything like that. But I want to talk to you about a new wine from an old vintage. It meant a new wine from an old vintage. The term vintage, I mean, as I mentioned, was used. And I, I didn't understand the usage of the term in the context. I didn't when I first read it. And really, I, I think I have an understanding of it now. Amen. And it simply is just amen, the, from the time of harvest. They don't use, I think they even, Brother Josh can correct me if I'm wrong. I hear he's, an, he's a connoisseur of these, of not wine, please. Don't, don't take me there. <laughs> but let's say a connoisseur of information about this subject. And uh, he's informed me many times. Amen. And I'm, I'm grateful to have such a renowned scholar and expert among us. Amen. So I, I can double-check my work after church. Amen. But uh, this term vintage, amen, I is, is a is a description of simply the harvesting process. And particularly when you are describing, amen, a wine, it's it's describing the year in which that wine was, was harvested and then processed. And and, and I'm getting a little bit ahead of myself, but the term is kind of losing its usage in recent years. It's, it was obviously really popular back when uh, back when vineyards and, and back a long time ago. You know, you know, it's not like vineyards have gone away now. But I'm just saying, back uh, at, back in the 1500s is kind of when the term was coined. Amen. And then, uh, but it, it's just, and I'm getting way too far to the details. But I want to point out just this one thing is that it's not being used a lot. That term is not being used a lot. Sometimes you might hear some girls talk about that vintage dress or that vintage style of fashion. Can I hear an amen? Amen. And I hope I don't have any vintage st- fashion on me tonight. I mean, I'm not opposed to any vintage fashion. I just, I'm not looking for any type of fashion whatsoever. I just want to look nice and make sure my wife is happy and I'm good. Amen. But also, pasture has a number of old and vintage cars, and, and that's a term I hear thrown around when you're talking about old cars. Amen. But then, I, I don't really hear it in many other contexts. I primarily hear it in those two deals, and I'm not I'm not a connoisseur of wine, so I don't hear it very much in respect to, to that topic. Amen. But I did some reading online on Dr. Google, and... Uh, so if if I'm wrong, you can blame him, amen. On any of this this information, amen. But but it is just a it's it's a designator of 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 time, and perhaps even the process through which it was um, it became wine, from which the grape that was produced became wine. The term vintage has three types of definition. It's a noun, amen. And it and let me. Not do this from memory. Let me go read it. Definition as a noun means the wine from a particular harvest or crop. So you got that one right. As an adjective, it's of or relating to wines or winemaking. So it's a description that's talking about a specific winemaking process. And then as a verb, it is the process of making wine. Everybody, does that make sense for everybody? Not, okay, all right. Done with English class 101, back into church. Y'all ready to go? Yes. <laughs> all right, good. <clears throat> Me too. I don't, I'm not an English teacher. I never was good and never will be. Thank the Lord for his deliverance from that. Amen. But as I understand it, each vineyard can have their own unique process and develop their own wine and uh, And uh, I also have read, and so again, based on that source, that some wines aren't even considered vintage unless they are greater than 20 years old. And that was just some man's um, statement on on his website. Amen. But uh, the older you get, the further back you go, the more of a chance you have of a of a wine that was produced at a quality vineyard that knows what they're doing. They've got, as Elder Howard would say, corn in the crib or wine in the bucket or something. (laughs) Wine in the keg, is that what it is? Oh, glass. That's, this is why Brother Goff, Goff, you should come up here and preach this. (laughs) The, it's, it's, uh, It designates a specific, so when you talk about a name of a wine and their vintage, you're identifying which vineyard that it came from and which year it was produced. And it can get very specific. According to one website, they said from, from one year, from 2011 to 2017, from the same vineyard, you can have a wine that tastes completely different they don't have this, they don't have the same uh, all the uh, I'm I'm not gonna even try to sound cultured all the different flavors that are in the wine they sound they taste totally different from just a short six five or six year sp- span so when it comes to making wine it takes it's a it's really it's really important that you have the right year. That you had the right vintage, if you will. Amen. That you had a specific, this is not just any vineyard out there. But it is a very specific wine. I can tell you its source. I can tell you where it came from. You can take this all the way back to so-and-so's vineyard. Okay? Bible tells us in our opening text that ye shall eat old store and bring forth the old because of the new. Do you understand how vineyards work? I I don't, so hopefully somebody here does. (laughs) Amen. But I do understand this simple concept that, that when a grape comes from a vineyard off of the vine, guess what they do? They take one of the seeds and they plant that seed. And then the next year, more grapes come. Isn't that profound? Are you proud of me? Figured that one out myself. It's almost just like an apple. Actually, you know what? It's just like a corn, guys. Corn on the cob. We were talking about this this, this morning in Sunday school. Man, there's something about seeds today. Maybe the Lord wants to plant a seed in this service tonight. Maybe he wants to help somebody. Maybe he wants to change somebody's life. Put something in your heart. I mean, that will change you. That'll make you somebody different, somebody new. Maybe he wants to graft you into his vineyard. Maybe he wants to make you a part of what he's doing. Hallelujah. I believe the Lord has a seat for every one of us in this place. And I feel his spirit as I'm speaking to you tonight. Amen. Amen. Something old is going to be brought about in this service. Amen. Because there are some in here, amen, some new flesh, some new, amen, individuals who are interested in what was old. Hallelujah, hallelujah, the old, amen, cannot reproduce itself, amen, the old, amen, stays old, and it dies, amen, unless something new comes along, amen, it says, I want a piece of that, oh, I feel the Holy Ghost here, Woo! he caught up on I don't know about you, amen, but whatever, Whatever he says in this, amen. Beautiful, amen. Black book, amen. I want a piece of that, amen. If it's just a little portion, if it's just a little, a little crumb, give it to me. I want a piece of it. Hallelujah. If you're looking for a vessel, if you're looking, amen, for something, amen, to hold it in, I want to be that one. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, <laughs> Moses. Hey amen. Do you feel the Holy Ghost here tonight? Hallelujah, Hallelujah. <laughs> Moses was speaking, Amen, to the children of Israel before he passed away, and he told them. In verse 7 of Deuteronomy 32. Remember the days of old. Consider the years of many generations. Ask thy father. And he will show thee. Thy elders. And. They will tell thee. Oh, oh. Don't you love those old stories, Brother Nelson? Hey, Amen. Don't you love those old stories, Brother Parker? Where they testify of oh. oh. the power and the glory. Hey, all you got to do is ask somebody that knows something, they, they will tell you. They, they will tell you. They're not going to hold it back. This is not proprietary information. This isn't sealed up in a, in a cave somewhere where only family members can access. But this, this is available I mean, to everyone who asks. hallelujah I wonder if anybody amen in this room tonight would be willing amen to get on your knees and just ask come on do you really want it do you really want amen what is old do you want to know what's in the old storehouse Hallelujah, hallelujah, it's just as available, amen, in a New Testament apostolic church uh, here in the city of Olathe uh, as it was uh, on the day of Pentecost. Hallelujah, hallelujah, amen, ask your father, he will show you, ask the elders, they will tell you. (laughs) Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Some of you young people, when you men, don't understand why everybody's acting so funny. You don't understand. Perhaps some of you new folks, uh, amen, you're, uh, let's use a, a, class, a, 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 a typification. You're kind of like a new baby, amen, As it, when it comes to the things of God, amen. And all you got to do is just ask somebody, amen, and they'll be willing to take you to the old paths. And they'll show you, amen, wherein we should walk, They they will tell you, amen, how, amen, the direction to go, amen, the things to do, amen, it just takes a, a simple question, hallelujah, amen, an earnest question, one that's produced, amen, out of fear for God, one that's produced out of a desire to work righteousness, to know His statutes, amen, to keep His commandments, to do them, hallelujah, Hallelujah, hallelujah. Verse 8, he goes on to say, when the Most High divided to the nations their inheritance, when he separated the sons of Adam, we're talking about all the way back, he set the bounds of the people according to the number of the children of Israel. Go and learn what that means, and when you do, please come and tell me because that is interesting. I don't know what that means, but it seems very interesting. Verse 9, for the Lord's portion is his people. Jacob is the lot of his inheritance. Do you know that Jacob's name was changed to Israel? And he is the patriarch, the father of Israel. And so what the Bible is saying here is that the children of Israel is the lot Of his inheritance. Verse 10. He found him in a desert land. And in a waste. Howling wilderness. I wonder how many have been there. Have you been in that desert land? Have you been in that. Howling wilderness. Is anybody in that place tonight? Hallelujah. 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 I'm telling you, the Spirit of the Lord is drawing. Amen. He wants to bring you out of a wilderness. He wants to bring you out of a dry and thirsty land. He wants to give you something amen, to drink. Amen. The thing that you are searching for. He led him about. He instructed him. He kept him as the apple of his eye. Hallelujah. The children of God, those of you who have received the gift of the Holy Ghost, you ought to be encouraged by this. Amen. He never lost sight of the fact that you and I are his children, are his people. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. As an eagle stirreth up her nest, fluttereth over her young. Spreadeth abroad her wings, taketh them, beareth them on her wings. So the Lord alone did lead him. And there was no strange God with him. We heard about that, or you heard about that this morning. I haven't heard about it yet. I'm going to, but I haven't yet. I've been studying this afternoon. (laughs) Amen. Verse 13. He made him right on on the high places of the earth that he might eat the increase of the fields. And he made him to suck honey out of the rock and oil out of the flinty rock. Hallelujah. He will provide butter of kind and milk of sheep with fat of lambs, and rams of the breed of Bashan, and goats with the fat of kidneys of wheat. And thou didst drink the pure blood of the grape. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. He's carrying that promise. Moses, as he's getting ready to exit, as he's getting ready to die, he's reminding the children of Israel, don't forget what the Lord promised you. If you would remember the old ways. If you'll remember, amen, the years of many generations. Don't forget where you came from. Don't forget where God brought you from. Hallelujah. Dr. Scott Stripling, when we were privileged to go to Shiloh, told us a story about a few grape seeds that they found while they were digging, when he was digging. I believe he said he was working on that trip. And I'm not saying he wasn't working on this last trip. He was working, but he was coordinating. But in this case, he said, I I believe, I could be wrong, but I think he said that he was digging on this particular trip. And they had found in the dirt, in in the ground where they're digging, they found some grape, some ancient grape seeds. I went online to try to corroborate the story, and and I found a story where they said that they dated those seeds back 3,000 years ago. If it was at the time of Shiloh, that'd be about right, yeah. You know, I was homeschooled, so I'm just double-checking. Amen, but, so 3,000, that's a long time ago. Those are some old seeds. And we're talking about just five or six years ago. We're not talking very long ago. They just found these seeds. And they took those seeds out of the dirt and put them up on the wall. And if you've ever seen any archaeologic digs, you, you'll you see. I mean, they, they have, what are they called? Um, bull, bulwarks or something. The the walls where they tend to crumble if you stand on them. It's basically, they work in squares, okay? So when they go down, they, they, they are. These walls kind of erect themselves as you're digging down, and and if you step on them, they're kind of dangerous. So they put sandbags, whatever. All that's not really important. But the important part is that they took those seeds and put them up there on top of the wall, and when they did that, guess what they got? They got some sunlight, and they got some. And and um, I had to ask my wife to remind me of the story. So thank you for remembering that because I wouldn't have a story to preach tonight. But <clears throat> They, uh, um, it rained that night, and so it got water. And they came back, and they looked down on the ground where they put those seeds, and they had little bitty, little bitty lines sticking out of the side of them, little roots, sprouts. Let an educated man teach you, (laughs) because I can't. Amen, but little bitty Little bitty pieces that would go into the dirt and and bring the nutrition to the seed and cause it to reproduce. Amen. Those roots, amen, begin to sprout out of the side of of the seed after 3,000 years. All it needed was somebody to give it the right nutrients, give it the right environment, Amen. And those things did what they were made to do. I feel the Holy Ghost here. Amen. I want you to understand that God designed you and me for a very specific purpose. He wants you, amen, to be a vessel. Amen to carry, amen, that great and precious anointing and power. Amen. Into Amen, the world today. He wants you, Amen, to reproduce and to multiply and to be fruitful. Hallelujah. He ever shut you, Hallelujah. Somebody let a seed, amen, that's old, amen, get planted deep in the soil of your heart tonight. Hallelujah. Why don't you come and mix it with a little bit, amen, of soil, amen, and dirt, and grime, and sweat, and tears, and blood? Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. I'm here to tell you today, amen, it didn't take a lot of seeds. Hallelujah. One was enough. All they needed to do, brother Josh, is find one. Amen, but that's not the end of the story. Amen. I they took those seeds. Amen. I that began to sprout and begin to produce again. And they started showing that sign that that ever sure sign, brother Nelson. Amen. I that they were growing. Amen. I and 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 that that seed was planted. And it produced a vine. And then guess what it produced? More grapes. It produced grapes, but it produced more seeds. It multiplied. It began to it began. Woo! I feel the Holy Ghost. I wonder. I wonder what would happen if somebody got a hold of what I was telling you tonight. Amen. What would happen on a Monday morning in your own personal prayer time? Amen, your own devotion. Amen. Would would some would some roots begin to sprout? Amen. Would the Holy Ghost meet with you? Hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen. And Pastor Riggin and I, amen, and Sister Riggin and Sister Hilton were privileged every morning that we walked, to, amen, to Shiloh. Amen. We looked off. It would have been in the east, and we saw a vineyard made from those seeds. And You go to the gift shop. And they, pastor mentioned this the other day. They are selling the wine from those seeds. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Matthew chapter 21, verse 33 through 41, Jesus tells us a parable. He says, hear another parable. There was a certain householder which planted a vineyard and hedged it round about and digged a wine press in it. And built a tower and let it out to husbandmen and went into a far country. And when the time of the fruit drew near, he sent his servants to the husbandmen. And they, that they might receive the fruits of it. He's the owner. I want, I want my produce. I mean, you got to understand that these vineyards are very profitable endeavors. They 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 carry, they carry a name. They they are uh, they are given from family member. They are a form of inheritance. They they are protected many times. They they're fought for many times. You can read stories in the Bible about vineyards being fought over. They have they contain and and retain very much value, and so this this owner, this householder. This man, who planted this vineyard, he put the labor in, he put the cost in. He said, "Give me my fruit, that they might receive the fruits of it." And the husbandman took his servants, and beat one, and killed another, and stoned another. Verse thirty-six. Again, he sent other servants more than the first, and they didn't, and they did unto them likewise. But last of all, he sent unto him, unto them his own son, saying, "They will reverence my son. Yes. They're going to have respect for. this is my boy. He represents the family. They're not going to do to him like they did to the rest of my servants. Amen. But when the husbandmen saw that the son, saw the son, they said among themselves, This is the heir. I want a little bit of that money. I want a portion for myself. I want to, what was the word that we were using the other day about authority? Usurp. I want to usurp this vineyard. I want this vineyard to become mine illegitimately. Let us kill him and let us seize on his inheritance. And they caught him and cast him out of the vineyard and slew him. When the Lord therefore of the vineyard cometh, what will he do unto those husbandmen? They say unto him, he will miserably destroy those wicked men and will let out of his vineyard unto other husbandmen which shall render him the fruits of their seasons. He said these men deserve to die. They said that we need to find somebody who can give to you the fruit that you deserve. When the time comes, in due season, when you send the right, there is something that is owed to him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And the Bible calls them wicked. Men men who would not amen release and, and give the fruits of their season, give their proper vintage, give to the husbandman, the owner, the, the householder, the Bible calls him. They don't give to him what is due to him. Hallelujah! Hallelujah. Amen. The the source, this was a source of wealth, amen. In these old days, and even on in today, amen. It's the source, amen. It's it's not just, amen. The, the vineyard where where the grapes are growing and the and the walls are established, amen. But it's also a process, amen. It's also, amen. The the process from the vine, amen. Into that valuable nectar, amen. That valuable drink, amen. That sells for so much. Hallelujah, amen, and it's, it's not just the process, hallelujah, amen, but it's also the produce itself, amen, the very grapes that dangle from the vine, amen, the very produce, the fruit that is ever, amen, so, amen, so important. Hallelujah. And beyond that, amen. These are the two things, amen, that cause so much profit. Amen. For one who has invested so much. Somebody ought to hear. Amen. This preacher tonight. Amen. You ought to. Amen. Take that precious seed. Take it. Don't, don't you? Don't fumble. Don't fumble. This seed. This is important, London. This is important. You can't fumble. You can't drop the seed. It needs to be planted. Why is it so important not to drop it? Because it's possible that it would fall into a place where it can't produce. It could fall into a place where it becomes useless. But if you know where the seed's at, if you take the seed and plant it, and you take care of it, water it, then it will produce. Then it will multiply. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I fear too often I come. Into the house of God. And the precious seed is given to me. And I put it in my pocket. I intend to plant it, I intend to do something with it, Brother Larson. I don't want it to stay in my pocket. I want to to use it for what it's for. I want to make it worth something. There are some in this room that hear the seed, that hear the word of God. And before we leave this place tonight, you will have made a decision. What you will do with that seed. Will you plant it? Will you leave it here? Will you take it and drop it somewhere? But you will do something with the seed. I mean, why don't we all just pray for a moment and ask the Lord to Orient our minds. Come on, everybody. In the sound of my voice, it's... Preaching is more than just a one-man show. I've heard pastors say many, many times. What is the point of coming? What is the point of receiving? What is the point if we if we drop it or if we lose it or if we leave it why 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 is it so important that somebody see us why is it so important that somebody hear us why is it so important Let me tell you something, that isn't important. What's important is whether or not God can see a desire in our hearts. Amen. That's what, that is the first step into taking the seed of God's Word and making it something worthwhile. I don't understand. I mean I don't understand. I mean how somebody can come into an apostolic church and sit on an apostolic pew and, and hear him mean, an apostolic preacher. <laughs> and nothing nothing change. Amen, I and nothing make a difference. I mean it's the same old seed it's the same old kernel. It's been hardened. It's been thrown away, it's tossed, it's stored, it's forgotten about. Hey, I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm preaching to myself too. But I, I feel like I'm preaching to more than just myself. God invented, created this process. Invaluable. And you can't steal it from them. You can't can't even tweak it or change it. Even if you are one of the servants in the vineyard. Whatever you think you can add to it, it's just going to fail. God has a proven process that will produce and multiply. And we've got to know and understand that. You need to know and understand that. It's not it's not something that I invented or even that pastor invented. But it is something that pastor has asked for, that brother Goff has asked for and that I am asking for. I want the real Effective, hopeful, all-powerful. Oh, hey, we don't have to play church. It could be real. It can really change you. I've seen the blind eye opened. Hey, Amen, Sister Jolene. It, she, she wasn't blind, but her eye was swollen. And she couldn't see out of it. And I was there when the man of God laid hands on her. And instantly, immediately, the Lord gave her her sight. I was here when Sister Susie was brought back to life. She had passed away in the women's bathroom. And Pastor Riggin went back there and instinctively cried on the name of Jesus without laying on hands, she began to breathe again. We had a registered nurse here that morning and verified that she had passed. I'm not talking about just a little game or a little bitty toy that you can go purchase and and throw away later on after it gets old and and you're tired of it. This is more than just an app you can download and you forget about on another screen somewhere. I wonder if there's any young people here tonight that want to stake a claim and say, this is my part of the vineyard. I'm going to work here. I, wanted, I want some of this for myself. I want to get a hold of this and put it inside of myself. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The Lord wants to produce new wine tonight. The Lord wants to produce a new thing. Amen, but from an old way. Nothing's changed. It's nothing revolutionary except for those who are outside of the vineyard who don't know anything about this. When they walk into the vineyard, they see something. They see a genuine product. They see something that they can take home. Hallelujah. Acts chapter 2, verse 13. Bible tells us it was it was at on the day of Pentecost. I might want to back up a little bit and not just read that scripture. Acts chapter, let's just start with verse one. The Bible says, and when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord. now let's skip down to verse 13 or how about verse 12 and they were all amazed and were in doubt saying one to another what what meaneth this not familiar with this process this is the day the Lord planted his first seeds There were people looking on saying, whoa, there's something about what's going on in this vineyard. What's going on? That tastes good. That looks pretty good. What is this? What meaneth this? But there were others that day, and they mocking. And they said, these men are full of new wine. Amen. Hallelujah. I'm not sure, amen, what alcoholic wine tastes like. And I hope I never have a taste. Amen. But I want to tell you something about this new wine. This new wine, it tastes sweeter every time you take a drink. (laughs) This new wine has got something about it. And when it gets on the inside, it starts to bubble up inside of you. And you don't know what you're doing the next thing. Amen. There are people, amen, I looking at you saying, what's going on over there? What has he got? Amen. I, I want some of that. I want some of that stuff. Amen. I give me a drink of the new wine. Hallelujah. 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 Amen. Listen to what Jesus said. Amen. In Luke chapter 5, verse 37, he said, And no man putteth away, putteth new wine into old bottles, else the new wine burst, will burst those bottles and be spilled and the bottles shall perish amen this new wine is too important amen just to store any old place and then don't just take uh, amen what you've got laying around it and try to put it in that but you need to make sure amen that you have the right kind Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost here. Amen. If you musicians will come. Amen. There there is something about, amen, getting on the inside of the bottles and, and making sure it's clean. Amen. Making sure, amen, it's been purified and it's ready to receive the new wine. Hey, somebody hear me tonight. Amen. You need to make a trip down to these white altars and ask the Lord, amen, to give you a new bottle. Give you something to take this home in. Give you something, amen, to take this seed home. Bearing precious seed. Somebody ought to go home bearing precious seed. Somebody ought to leave this place something new come on church let's talk to the lord right now hallelujah hallelujah he doesn't take he doesn't take a whole lot come on let's keep a spirit of prayer hallelujah i'm talking about an authentic power that's it brother Xander. i mean the wine is available to you tonight hallelujah Amen, Sister Sarah. Amen, the wine's available to you tonight. Get a drink. Amen, make sure the bottle is purified. Make sure it's ready. Amen, but take a big, deep drink. Amen, of that living water. Amen, that'll give you life. It'll change you. Hallelujah. 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 I've got more notes here, but I feel prompted, amen, to just finish up right here. Amen. I, I don't want to miss what God has available. He's ready. Amen. He's got the the He's got the plow ready. Amen. To lay the seed. He's got Amen. He's got Amen. The ground ready. Amen to drop seed in Come on. Amen. Why don't we all stand together? Hallelujah, the Lord speaking to you. Why don't you lift your hands up to Him? Hallelujah. Are you tired of wandering around in that wilderness? Moses knew what he was talking about, he used descriptive terms. Only one who'd been there can describe it that way. The howling wilderness. Head laying on a rock hard ground. Out in the middle of nowhere. Looking for the next drink waiting for the next opportunity just just for a little drink hallelujah come on in the desert you can't really do anything to save yourself, you're at the mercy of the last rain or the next rain. Everything that's poured out, brother Larson, is gone in just a few moments. Holy Ghost is Wanting to pour himself out In this place in the next few moments I don't know how Long But in my prayer time this afternoon I was praying and I said Lord I'm not expecting you to come to me on my terms I'm not expecting you to just pour yourself out because I'm asking. I want to come to you on your terms. I want to know his process. I want to know what he wants from me. I don't want to just go through the motions. I want the Holy Ghost to deal with me. I want the Holy Ghost to speak to me. When I'm in need, I want to hear that sometimes it's just a still, small voice. Just, Just enough to get me to the next ring. Just enough. Why don't we close our eyes right now? I'm not trying to invent anything here. I'm not trying to create something. God doesn't need me. God can reach you right where you are. And you know what He does. You know when he's reaching for you. You say, I'm not, I don't have very much to offer him. I don't have a lot. He just needs a little vessel to carry the seed. He just needs a little, perhaps a bottle to pour out That new wine. If you're thirsty for it, it's available right now. If you're thirsty for it, I'm telling you, it's available in this place tonight. Come on, church, let's just talk to the Lord right now. Come on, if it's just been a while since you've had a fresh drink, why don't you come down and and get yourself a fresh drink? But if you never have tasted, oh, my friend, come and taste and see that the Lord is good. He's good. He's good. Come on, that's why we were so happy a little bit earlier. Because He's been good to me. He's changed my life. He didn't have to, friend, but He washed away all of my sins. I was a dirty, I was a filthy, amen. I, I was an evil man, but God washed me and forgave me. And he said, I'll pour this new wine into you. I'll give you something to carry. I'll give you a purpose. I'll give you a reason to live.